Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father Lord, we are so grateful to you. And Lord, we just magnify your name. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us through every day of this year. And thank you, Father, for bringing us to the very last day of the year 2023. And we come before your throne of grace with thanksgiving to say that, Father, we're so grateful and we're thankful. Thankful for your goodness. Thankful for your mercy. Thank you for your abounding grace. We just adore you. Lord, I pray that as we share from your word today, the Father, you would minister to us and that your word will work transformation in our lives in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to give even further expression to the depth of gratitude that we feel in our hearts and help us to go into the year 2024 on a very confident note because we are your children reassured of your goodness and mercy reassured of our adoption as your sons recognizing our position in Christ thank you eternal rock of ages in Jesus name we have prayed praise the Lord this morning I will share thoughts with us on what I have titled Exalted by Grace. Exalted by Grace. And this will conclude our series on our team, Glory of His Grace. And our text is Ephesians chapter 1, and I'll read from verses 1 through to 6. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through to 6. And I'm reading from the New International Version. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, 
I have chosen to share thoughts with us on exalted by grace. And I have two objectives. The very first one is I want us on this very last day of 2023 and coincidentally is also a Sunday to be able to end this year on a note of gratitude. And then as we, in a few hours, we'll be getting into 2024, I also want us to be able to enter into 2024 on a very confident note, realizing that indeed we've been exalted by grace so that we know where we are. Because I know that, you know, sometimes when we approach a new year, you know, people are wondering, so what does this year, this new year hold for us, right? What does it hold for us? And people are wondering. But I just want us to be able to go into this new year with all the confidence that we can muster. Not of our own, but from who? From God. And that's my goal this morning. And that's why I'm taking us to Ephesians. And we'll be talking about the spiritual blessings bestowed on us by grace. And I'm going to look at just three P's. The first one is we're exalted by grace by virtue of our position in Christ. That is the position we have in Jesus Christ. So position. So just think about it. Think about your position in Christ. You know, think of your position in Christ. That is the first P. The second P is God's plan. Plan. God's plan that provides these blessings. What are his plans? What are the plans that God has put in place to ensure that these blessings come to pass in your life and in my life. And then the last P is purpose. Purpose. You know, purpose. Purpose of God behind these blessings. Why? Why these blessings? Why? What are his purposes? So, you have position, position in Christ, plan, God's plan, that provides these blessings, and then purpose of God behind these blessings. So that way, perhaps, we'll be able to remember. But let me look at our position, the position that we have in Christ. And because of our position in Christ, I have said, look, we are blessed by grace. We are blessed by grace. One, when you look at verses 2 and 3 of Ephesians chapter 1 that we read, you know, it tells us that the source of our blessing is who? 
It says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ. So, we recognize that that is the source of our blessing. The source of our blessing. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the source of our blessing. And when we recognize our position in Christ. So, in essence, you are dwelling where? At the source of these spiritual blessings. Are you with me? So, when you are dwelling at the source of something, do you lack? Eh? You don't. You don't. You know, when I was growing up, my stepmom, when I was young, she used to work in a company called W.J. Bush. And this was in Kano City. And in W.J. Bush, they do cosmetics, including perfume. So every day she comes back from work, you know, she'll be, you know, she'll just be smelling very nice. And I used to wonder, I said, every time you're coming, you know, you, you smell fresh and, and it's always a different one. I know what she said to me. She said, because the Allah was used the perfume there, but you can never take anything out. You know, they are the source. So she can afford to pump everything. But can, she can't not do what? Can't, so she will be smelling fresh. It's just like when I, sometimes I go into duty free shops and I look, you know, some <laughs> travelers just come into that duty free shop as if they are coming to buy perfume. And then I just see them, they will spray this. Then they move somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Or you look at people who work in restaurants. You know, they allow them to eat. They tell you that oh, you can eat as much as. You know, there's a limit to how much you can eat. But you know, they can eat. Why? Because they are where? Are the source. So, you and I are in Christ. And Christ is what? Is the source of these spiritual blessings. So it just shows that we're in a very unique position. And it's important to, to always remember this. So that we can be grateful on one hand. And on the other hand, to also know that, look, we are indeed blessed. And we can go confidently. We can face the future confidently. Because of our position in Christ, who is the source of these blessings. Then let me quickly move away from the source to the scope of these blessings. The scope. And verse 11, you know, it says, that means there is, it, it, it talks about every spiritual blessing. It says, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in who? In Christ. 
And this means there is not one spiritual gift or blessing you and I did not get the moment we came to Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought of that? How much, you know, the Lord has made available to you and I. But the reality is, do we really realize this? You know, it reminds me of the story of a man who owned a piece of land in Texas. And then, you know, he was a farmer. So, the, there was an, an, an oil company then approached him and said, look, from our findings, it seems you may just have oil under the ground. Can, can we make a deal with you so that let us prospect? If we find oil, then we will share in percentages. The, the farmer felt these are speculators and didn't pay attention to them. So he let them go. Then with time, he needed money and then sold that same piece of land to another farmer. So this new farmer bought the land and then quickly went to the oil company. I said, look, can we have that deal? The oil company said, why not? We'll give it a try. So they went into the agreement, they sealed the deal, and they started exploring. Fortunately, they struck what? They struck oil. The new, the, this latter farmer instantly became a multi-millionaire. Sometimes this Christian life is like that. You may be dissatisfied and feel a need to look for something else. But the Bible says you already have it all. You just don't know it. You just don't know it. And that's why I want us, as we go into 2024, let us go with this understanding that we have been blessed with spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. When you discover the riches of being in Christ, your life will be refreshed, will be renewed, and will be revolutionized. And we need to recognize this. And that's why, you, you know, Many of us who are Christians do not fully appreciate the full import of what it means to be a Christian. Some of us do not even know, you know, these spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. Given to us so graciously and so generously. And I pray that we will live in 2024 in the light of this understanding and revelation so that daily we can connect to this. 
daily we can tap from this so that we cannot, we will not be like that farmer who was sitting on tons of benefits but didn't realize, couldn't just care enough. He ultimately what? He lost it. And you remember the story they used to say, acres of diamonds in your backyard. And many of us keep running from pillar to post, looking for different things, going to people to help us. Whereas we have it right with us. And that's why as a church, we believe in empowering our people, helping our people to understand God, to spend time in the world and build on their personal relationship with God. Because there is so much that the Lord has made available to us. He's made available to us spiritual blessings that are more than enough for us to live victoriously here and hereafter. And I pray that that will be a portion in the name of Jesus. The Lord will help us. And I, as, you know, as I started thinking about highlights of some of these spiritual blessings, top is salvation. Deliverance from sin. Deliverance from even the Adamic sin. The saving grace of our Lord. Then eternal life. Eternal life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. To know that when you are in Christ, it's not just that you are a new creation. Not just that, look, all things have passed away. But the fact that you have eternal, what? Life. Eternal life. And the passage we have read tells us that, look, he wants to help us to be holy and blameless. But one that holds great fascination for me is the whole concept of spiritual adoption. Spiritual adoption. And many of us are familiar with the concept of adoption. And we'll come to this again when we look at God's plan. God envisaged that, look, to be able to get all of this to fall in place, he needs to be able to adopt us. And, you know, when we talk of adoption, you see, you know, you have a child, maybe who was conventionally, you know, when you want to adopt a child, you go, the child may be born by someone else. And then you go and say, look, I want to adopt this child. And you follow the process. And then you conclude the adoption. The moment you conclude the adoption, that child becomes what? Becomes yours. That child drops the old identity and takes on a new what? A new identity. The child takes a new surname. No longer bears that old surname. The child takes on everything about the new parents. 
the story of that child changes. And that's what adoption does. That's what adoption does. So that child is now brought in. The child becomes a full-fledged member of this new family. Enjoys all the rights of the new family. As if that child were born into that family. And that's the whole concept of adoption. That the Lord God takes us into his family so that we take on a new identity. We take on membership of God's family. We have a right to spiritual inheritance. And you know, when you are adopted as a son into a family, your rights are different. You have those rights that belongs to the children of that family. And because of this adoption, it should affect our relationship with God. How we relate with God. Even how we see ourselves. Because that defines our position in Christ. And by virtue of this adoption, we become coheres with who? With Christ. I know what that means. That's a big deal. And part of this spiritual benefit, constant loving guidance of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God in Luke 12, 32. And then we're also reminded in Psalm 23, verse 6, of goodness and mercy. Some versions say goodness and mercy will do what? No, pursue. Pursue. And it says you will dwell in whose house? In the house of the Lord. But more importantly is to always be together with God. To always be together with God. One big benefit of this spiritual blessing is that we will always be with God. Now and in eternity. God's presence. And it goes on. And I want us to be able to understand some of these things. So that in 2024, daily as you wake up, as you pray, you thank God for adoption. Recognize your position in Christ. Remember some of these spiritual blessings. And live in the light of these blessings. And let me quickly move on to a plan of God. The plan of God that provides these blessings. And I've also tagged it uplifted by grace. Because to recognize all of these blessings and to know that these blessings are ours by virtue of our position is huge uplifting. 
And it's by grace. Not because you and I have earned it, but just because God has chosen to bless us with it. His plan. Just four I will talk about. And they start with these. The first one is God's decision, God's design, God's desire, and then the death of Christ. Three, four, four these capture his plan for ensuring and guaranteeing the provision of these blessings. The first one is, is God's decision. And Ephesians 1.4 tells us, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. To be holy and blameless in his sight. The word chose in English is the word elect. Or electus in Greek. It is saying that God chose us for himself with no outside influence. No outside influence. He chose us. It's God's own decision. So it has nothing to do with you. And Romans 8.29 says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says, Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. And the Bible tells us that, look, he does this not only according to his foreknowledge, but so that he would also eliminate any form of boasting. In Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 to 29, he says, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lonely things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. So that no one may boast before him. It's God's decision. And then it's God's unique design for the believer. It's God's design. And top in this design is this whole concept of spiritual adoption. Spiritual adoption. And Romans 8, 15 and 17 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's 
children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. So according to this passage, we receive the spirit of adoption. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of adoption. So the moment you receive the Holy Spirit, you are adopted into the kingdom of God. The Bible says you become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Joint heir with Jesus Christ. Joint heirs with who? Jesus Christ. And sometimes I wonder if we, do we know what that means? To be joint heirs with Jesus Do you know what belongs to Jesus? Do you know? Everything. Everything. And the Bible says we are what? Joint hands. Is this doing anything to our confidence? Is it helping us to recognize our position in Christ. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. So that we can go into 2024 confidently. Not with fear. Not with trepidation. Not looking at all the economic predictions. Not with anxiety but to enter in what? Confidence. Confidence. I pray that the Lord will help us. As part of God's plan, the third one is God's personal desire. His personal desire. And we see this in Ephesians 1 verse 5. He says, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. You know, in accordance with his what? Pleasure and his will. That's his desire. Personal desire. His pleasure and his will. His pleasure and his will. And then finally, as part of that plan, what sees it up, what guarantees it, is the death of our Lord Jesus on the cross. It makes God's promises possible. So the three Ds, decision, design, desire, and the death of Christ. And then, finally, is the purposes of God behind these blessings. The purposes of God behind these blessings. And what this tells me is how guaranteed, you know, our future is. I also tag this, a future guaranteed by grace. So why? 
Why these blessings? The very first one is to guarantee our perfection. Because in verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. So, it's to guarantee our perfection. It's also to give us an understanding of his love. To give us an understanding of his love. In verse, the latter part of verse 4 and verse 5, he says, In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his purpose and will. But the New Living Translation, you know, presents verses 4 and 5 this way. He says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And it gave him great pleasure. It gave him great pleasure. And finally, his purpose is to glorify his grace. Is to do what? Glorify his grace. And verse 6 of the first chapter of Ephesians says, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Brethren, let's go into 2024 with this confidence. And I can assure you that we shall be victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just ensure that we stay close to the Father. Let's share the heart of the Father. Let us not be prodigals. So let's not be like the prodigal son who walked away from the father because you can be adopted and you can walk away, right? So let's not be like the prodigal son. Let us also not be like his brother who though was there but his heart was not with the father. He did not share the concerns of the father. He was there just waiting and hoping to get what he can get in due season. 
But let us genuinely love the Father. Let our hearts connect to the Father. And it just reminds me of, of the story of a man who walked up to his lawyer and wanted his lawyer to write his will. And after writing that will, somehow he left his current wife out of the will. So the lawyer was, was curious and then asked him and said, why did you leave out your wife, your current wife, out of your will? And the man looked at his lawyer and said, I'll, I'll tell you my reason some other time. On the agreed date, he met his lawyer and he said, and then he narrated this story to the lawyer. This lady that he lives with now as his wife is actually his second wife. He had lost his first wife. And she's much, she's relatively younger than him. So, and they lived alone. And they both have keys to the house. The wife was a trader and he ran his business. So whoever gets to the house first would open the door and then leave his own key behind the door so that when the other person is coming would know that, yes, someone is at home. But on this fateful day, this man came home and forgot to leave his key behind the door. So the wife was coming. She then put in her own key, opened the door, and then someone called her attention and engaged her in a brief conversation and then asked after her husband. And then she said, mm. she said in Yoruba, tobaku they asked after her husband and she said, well, he's there. I'm just bidding time. Whenever he, he passes on, let me see what I can get and then I can move on with my life. The man heard. But strangely, at that point, the woman remembered that she forgot something in the market. So she locked back the door without entering and then went quickly ran back to the market. So the man got up and put his key behind the door and pretended as if he never heard what she said. And he then said to the lawyer, that's why in my will I am not making provisions for her. Let's not be prodigals. Let's stay close to the Lord and the Lord will help us and the Lord will help us to live victoriously in 2024. I want us to rise as we pray. I want you to start talking to God. We just, we've talked about Exalted by grace. Grace has uplifted us. 
because God has made available to us spiritual blessings in heavenly realms. So we can live confidently and we can live victoriously. But this is for only those that are in Christ. I want us to close our eyes as we begin to speak to God, as we begin to pray. Are you here and you have never given your life to Christ? The very first of those spiritual benefit, uh, blessings is salvation, to be delivered from sin, to be rescued from sin, both the Adamic sin and a life of sin. Are you here today and you want to enjoy that deliverance from sin so that you can be a beneficiary of the work of salvation, the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is your chance. You want to give your life to Christ on this very last day of 2023 so that as you go into 2024, you go into it a new creation so that all things are passed away. You leave the old behind. This is your chance. This is your chance. This is your chance. I want all eyes closed. You are before the throne of grace. If you want to give your life to Christ, just stretch your right hand up. Just stretch your right hand up. And our ministers will quietly pray with you. Just stretch your right hand up. This is your chance. Your right hand, you are before the Lord God Almighty. Not before any man. Just stretch your right hand up. God bless you. Just your right hand up. You still have a chance. Don't leave and enter 2024 without Christ. Because you can't live confidently. You can't appropriate the blessings, the spiritual blessings that we're talking about. Just indicate by raising your right hand up and our ministers will pray with you. Just indicate, raise your right hand up, raise it up well so that they can identify you. God bless you. Let our ministers, they will minister to you. Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. You are before the Lord God Almighty. This is your chance. Don't leave this place. And if you are connected to us, just text forgiving to the number on the screen. Stretch your hands to your device and begin to ask God to forgive you. Begin to ask God to forgive you your sins and your trespasses. Ask that, tell the Lord that you are sorry. You've been running your own life. You want God to come into your life. So that you can become a new creation. Repent. Repent of all your sins. Ask that the Lord will forgive you and have mercy on you. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If any man hears me and opens, I will come in. I will dine and sup with him. The Lord stands at the door of your heart and is knocking. Open the door of your heart and he will come in. So if you are connected online, 
Say that prayer. Ask the Lord to come into your life and he will. Text to the number on the screen and we'll reach out to you. If you are here, one more last chance. Just your right hand so we can pray with you and ask the Lord to come into your life so that you can experience the transforming power of God. Father Lord, we want to thank you for today. We want to magnify your name. Thank you, Father, for your abounding grace that has exalted us, that has uplifted us to the position of sonship that we can be co-heirs with you. Thank you for that upliftment. And thank you, Lord, that we can go into the new year confidently knowing that we belong to God's family, knowing that we are citizens of the kingdom. We're not citizens of this place, but we are citizens of the kingdom, knowing that we're co-heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. What a privileged position. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord, to be holy and blameless, Help us not to live as prodigals, but to be connected to the heart of the Father. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. Glory be unto thy name. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. 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 God bless you.